Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Formula. This is our second mock draft episode. Our first mock draft, I believe, is our most viewed video of all time on the channel, so appreciate that. We're one week out from the 2023 NFL draft, so there's some more you know, rumors, speculations, and uh, we're going to make some adjustments from our first one and change the order up, um, so we're picking for some new teams here. All right. Uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Don't don't keep the people waiting. So who has the how did we uh, arrange this for who had the first pick? Thanks, Sir Francis. I feel like you really nailed that. Really nailed that introduction with your puke color background. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm the first overall pick. Uh, it's a pretty obvious pick. It's going to be Bryce Young because he's the most. I mean, he's the most pro-ready, highest upside quarterback of this draft because he knows how to play quarterback, and he's not just a wait. Pause. He's the highest upside. Yes. Okay. I just here we go. I need. I just needed him to. This isn't. Yeah. yeah, Compete. Yeah. You have that on recording. This is an American Ninja Warrior. This is the NFL where you have to make split time decisions. Uh, He's shown to be the best under pressure. Taking the S two Q the S two quiz, we don't even know what it is, but he's the best at that too. Lock it in, crushing it. Shut up, PB. <laughs> Just had to make sure I heard. I heard the pro ready, but I needed to hear the most upside from you. Best quarterback. Lock okay. it in, dog. 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 Number two. All right, so uh, I got the Texans here at two. In the first mock draft, we had these guys flipped. We had Bryce Young going here. I think the Texans go C.J. Stroud. I know there's been a lot of smoke screens about the Texans maybe not taking a quarterback here, but I don't think they're passing on on Stroud here. Um, right now, Anderson's the favorite, betting-wise, uh, to go number two, but I, I just don't see them not taking a chance on uh, on Stroud here. And one thing that Nick threw out earlier that I thought was a nice little tidbit is uh, Stroud just hired Deshaun Watson's agent, who has obviously negotiated with the Texans before, has a connection there already. Um, so at number two, Texans take their quarterback of the future. <laughs> yeah, that would be a Texans move. All right, who has number three? I got number three here. Um, I am with the Arizona Cardinals at Number three, we are on the clock. Um, there is a strong sense that they will probably trade out of this. They're probably like 95% sure. I'm in the 5% um, because, you know, what the Bears traded up to get Mitchell blank grabbing Trubisky. Um, you know, he they get teams give a lot to get up to that second round pick or that second overall or third overall pick. Sorry. Um and I, I don't know if teams are going to move up that high, especially the Colts. Like, I don't know if it's worth the Colts moving up one spot. Um, but so they will take the best overall prospect here. Um, and Willie Anderson. Um, I, I mean, there's been some, you know, some talk that Tyree Wilson will get, you know, jump up there, but um, I, I think that's a terrible idea. Will Anderson's best player on the draft this year. So take him at three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a good defender. Um, I think the Colts are about to step in here and really start shaking up the draft. Uh, they already have Jonathan Taylor, but we saw last year he's kind of a one-hit wonder, and they're going to stick with the the run-heavy offense here and go with Bijan. 
No, I'm just Stop. kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was about to have to restart this draft here. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, I, I, I think they still go and get Anthony Richardson. Uh, <laughs> Corey, you know, sit the, down. The you two QBs the on the board with Will Will Levis. I mean, he could eat bananas with the skin on it all he wants. It's not going to get him in the top five. Um, and I think the Colts front offense is probably just a little scarred from the Carson Wentz experiment, uh, which is kind of a similar prototype with a big rocket arm. Um, so I think they're going to stay away from Will Levis here and try and find a more uh, mobile quarterback in Anthony Richardson with a coach that has experience bringing Jalen Hurts into uh, what he is today. And um, I think that's where they go. All right. Uh, would you, would you, uh... Are we all good? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had to go fix something. I had to go fix something. Anthony Richardson. I had to go fix something. So I I wasn't it's okay. We can move on. Go to four. All right. Five. Go to five. So uh the Seahawks after the Colts took Richardson. Uh, we'll we'll take uh man, it's really close here. Um, I think with Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter on the board, it's it's honestly a complete toss up. Oh, man, I think I'm with Tyree. I'm going to go Tyree Wilson here. Um, I think NFL, the NFL guys are a lot higher on this guy than I think the public might think at this point. And I think he's definitely going to be going in the top 10. Um, and Jalen Carter is just, I think he has the most upside of all, all of these guys, but, um, or sorry, I think Tyree Wilson has the most upside and, Jalen Carter is a little bit more of like a there's only certain teams I think like the Eagles make sense to get him because of some of the players around him um, that have worked with him before and he's kind of a little bit of a head case so I'm going to stick with Tyree Wilson here wow all right well I was not prepared for that um I was thinking this would be a run the card in I thought it was the most obvious pick in the draft. I thought I had two laps to start. I was like, they're going to get uh, Jair Alexander 2.0 and Devin Witherspoon. But with Jalen Carter still on the board, I just don't see how you pass them up. I mean, you have, I, I think, Aiden Hutchinson led the league in double teams. I mean, you get uh, a strong three tech i think Liam mcneil was uh, their other defensive tackle a pretty solid big body guy get in a penetrating style defensive interior player i think it transforms that d-line easy easy selection and their coach will hopefully get the best out of them all right raiders at seven here uh we had them take in Christian Gonzalez in the first mock, but um, I think if Witherspoon's still there, I think he's a higher prospect uh, on pretty much everyone's board. So I think they're going to go here. Second worst pass defense in the league, multiple corners with expiring contracts. Um, I think it's a no-brainer if Witherspoon's still there. Perfect. That's um, exactly what I wanted makes this next pick a lot easier. Uh, the Falcons are pretty much doomed. Uh, they've been building out a pretty good roster right now. 
with their offseason um, acquisitions, but they are still missing the one piece that will help them in the future. I don't know if he's the right guy for it, but uh, they definitely have to take a chance if he's sitting here um, and they and they don't move up. Um, and I'm sure actually they'd probably lo- love this because they at least get one of the quarterbacks. Um, so at eight, I have we'll have them uh, taking Will Levis here. Um, don't know how well he's going to perform. I mean, he wasn't a pro style offense in Kentucky, but I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's college and this is the NFL. We'll see if he can, you know, transition and hopefully they can get him some better weapons in Atlanta. But, um, but yeah, I will love a Sierra eight. Don't hate it. They get, they did get uh Tyler Heineke thought, you know, he might get a few uh, plays in there, but guess not. Corey's moving on trying to reshape that franchise. So Onto the Bears. We've seen them have one of the best off seasons. I I would say in recent history, I love DJ Moore. That guy is going to need some time to get down the field for Justin Fields to hit him on the streak routes. So they're going to bolster that offensive line. Take Peter Skaronsky here. Expect him to move inside to left guard. Um, a lot of analysts think that he could be um, kind of a blue chip guy interior, uh, obviously has a flexibility to play tackle, but given his size concerns, uh, he fits the mold of kind of a, a left guard a little bit better for the NFL and, uh, bears tackles or left tackle didn't do terrible last year. So they're going to bolster that interior line a little bit and get Peter. Love Skaronsky. Love Stays it. in Chicago. Love That's it. right. Chicago boy. boy. Love it. All right. Well, Right now, we got the Eagles on the clock. Number 10, and... Wait, 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 wait. hang on. Frankie, you can get up and leave, too. He can't hold (laughs) you here. Yeah, you can get up and leave. That's all you want, but... uh, It's not going to happen. Okay, well, this is what what I think will happen if he's on the board right here. The only other team that I could think would take this player before the Eagles would be the Falcons, but you had him taking uh, Will... Levis, so Bijan Robinson going to the Eagles. It's not typical how the Eagles draft. They usually they trade back, they build in the trenches. But I think in a year where you know they just went to the Super Bowl, they believe they're you know ready to win right now. They're going to go with the best offensive player in the draft, and I mean this guy is what top five top three on most people's people think that Bijan's like basically the best raw player in the entire NFL draft. Um, and I, I just think the Eagles go with it again. I think it's a terrible draft pick. You think you should never spend such high draft capital on running backs, but I think the Eagles take the bait this year and uh, they just can't, can't pass them up. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I have nothing to say to PB. It's just a, a waste of space with that pick. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. For the Titans, I like they're a big wild card here because you think they could target trading up. They're kind of in a weird space. Their two needs were showing as wide receiver and O line. Apparently, PFF likes Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. That's a big question mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think there's 
Jackson Smith and Jigma would be, be the only wide receiver you could possibly kind of consider here. I think I'm going to go with who I think the Eagles will actually target at 10 um, in terms of O-line, and that's going to be Paris Johnson Jr. I think he has one of the highest upsides, um, and he's going to actually be a tackle on like Skaronski. So I think that he's likely going to be the first tackle off of the board. High-end athleticism. I feel like at, at this point, this is what you want. Um, he interviewed very well, so I think that teams are going to view him very highly. Lock it in. All right. Uh, so with the Texans picking at 12 after picking at two, <laughs> Kelly got a new toy. I don't know if you guys can hear that squeaking. <laughs> but um, I think, uh, you know, we've seen quarterback, wide receiver, college uh, teammates transition well on pro teams together. I think the Texans pairing their new number one quarterback with their new number one target, JSN, here at 12, sets them up nice offensively um, with uh, – what's his name in the backfield? Um, Damian Pierce. Yeah, Pierce. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, getting the OSU boys back together. Mm-hmm. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah, the Jets. Who we got? Still, Jets still don't even have a quarterback, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, this is obviously going to have Aaron Rodgers. Trade hasn't gone through yet. I mean, oh, I mean, but we know what's going to happen. It just hasn't gone through yet. I, I mean, well, right, continue. I mean, why are you going to even beat around the bush with that? We know that the Rodgers is going to be a Jet. I mean, he wants to be a Jet. They got to make a, they got to make it work. Go but. Alex, can you just pause? Just put him on mute just for until <laughs> it's his turn. Um, okay. This is interesting because I mean the Jets have spent uh <laughs> thank you. The Jets have spent <laughs> this offseason uh, you know, getting offensive players some weapons and hope that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be there. Um, so I don't see him taking, you know, a um, you know, any wide receiver or even tight end right here. Uh, it's showing offensive line, but if you know the uh, the Titans sneak and take Paris Johnson, I think you just take the best available player um, and just make that defense even better than what it is now. Um, and I, and I think they go with uh, Lucas Van Ness from from Iowa here. I think it's just he's a really good talent. Um, you know, Iowa always seems to produce really good defensive players here. Um, I, I think it's a good spot for him to go. They don't need a corner. Um, their defensive line is fine. Um, so I, I think they go edge here with uh, Lucas Van Ness. Patriots, we're on the clock with uh, Bill Belichick here, who is kind of a fraud. He hasn't really been able to put it together post-Tom Brady era. So I'm... Uh, Kind of calling calling uh, Billy B a fraud right now, but I think he's going to stick to his brand of football, even though it it obviously hasn't been working without Tom Brady, and uh, they're going to go and get one of the best man corners in this draft, um, in Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, six two, long, athletic. Um, I think that he's just the type of player that Bill Belichick likes. I know it's crazy to go 
with Porter over Christian Gonzalez sitting there. But uh, I think Bill Belichick likes a certain play style. We saw him take Cole Strange last year in the draft because he fit the mold of Bill Belichick. So um, passes on maybe a better overall cornerback and Christian Gonzalez, but Joey Porter it is. Okay. All right. Packers are on the clock. I think it's not necessarily I, – I just think this player is is too good. Like, I think he's probably going earlier than this just because he's on the board still. I'm just going to go with him. I think two players have slipped, and that's Christian Gonzalez and Nolan Smith. But I think they'd go to – I think Nolan Smith here. I no think offense. Need. Yeah, I think the Packers have taken. There, there's not a good the enough. Round. Not a good enough offensive weapon here. Like I would, like Quentin Johnson would be the only, but I just think he doesn't deserve top fifteen draft capital. And I mean, Nolan Smith is is going to be a very good defensive player. I think he slipped too far. They got a guy like Christian Gonzalez too. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez, but it's just because I think their corners, yeah, maybe a little bit. Better, I'd just I'd go Nolan Smith here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just stop the clock, and like it doesn't even start, and you turn the card, and it's Christian Gonzalez. I think the uh, commanders would probably be uh, the, I would say, Deontay Banks would be in consideration, Joey Porter Jr. They're both off the board. And what is probably considered the consensus CB1, I think he's going to be the first cornerback taken. I mean, it's really? a traits-driven league, and he's built. I mean, this this dude has done everything. The, what is his biggest weakness is probably needs to probably contest a little bit more at the catch point. You can coach that up. I mean, he has ball skills. He's got a crazy vert. He's like 6'2", 200. I mean – if you build him in, build a cornerback in a lab, it's Christian Gonzalez. Maybe you want a little bit more tenacity. Witherspoon, the one thing you have to kind of wonder with, it is a one-year wonder. He didn't have his other years. He wasn't even on the radar. I mean, I think Gonzalez is definitely going to be CB1 for most NFL teams. Lock it in here. Interesting. All right, I got the the Steelers. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. I got the Steelers. Oh, you got the Steelers. Never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. All good. Thank all God. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. So Steelers obviously need quite a bit of help, um, multiple positions here. But I think uh, having a second year quarterback there, you want to protect your guy. I think we had Broderick Jones going here in our mock draft one. I think a guy that has kind of passed him on the offensive line side of things is Darnell Wright. Um, They had one of the worst lines in the league last year. And so I I think they try and get who they think their quarterback of the future is some protection. Darnell Wright might be the first offensive tackle taken. I've seen a lot of uh, reports on that. The other guy I was going to go there is Joey Porter Jr., his dad's former team. Um, he's got, you know, Patrick Peterson there, kind of a vet mentor. Uh, but obviously, Pats went for him in this. In this yeah, Dar, this would be like a steal for the Steelers at 17, I think. Yeah. 
All righty. I'm on the clock with the Detroit Lions here, um, fighting for a position to win that NFC North. Um, I think they need think they need a little bit more offensive weapons here. They after, you know, they got rid of or not got rid of, they they traded away um um why, why am I drawing blank? They're tied Papuda. down. Oh uh yeah, yeah. Uh shoot. To the Vikings. He's on the Vikings. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Jeez. My goodness, I cannot think of his freaking name. All still right, the offseason. <laughs> still the offseason. Yeah. I haven't that name hasn't crossed my uh my tongue here in a little bit. So um I yeah, so with the Lions here, I, I think they need to uh I think they get a, another offensive weapon here. And I think, in my opinion, the best tight end in the draft here is Michael Mayer. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. He's a good run run blocker. He's overall um a great tight end, great hands. Um, and I, I think this would be a good spot for him to go. Um, and he'll be able to slot in and start right away for the Lions and uh, be a huge difference maker on that offensive team. They're going to have some nasty weapons next year. Yeah. yeah. I think tight end makes sense for the Lions. They replace Hawkinson. Who, who's their tight end right now? Exactly. Right. I, isn't and, it like, um, uh, yeah, Brock, right? Yeah. And someone else. Yeah. 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 They're gonna get a full off season with a healthy Jamison Williams too. So yeah. That'll be good. That'll that'll be a good offense. Um over to the Buccaneers now. Oof. They could really use help at virtually every single position outside of maybe right tackle with Tristan Wirfs. The rest of that team's pretty dusty. I think the weakest part of their team, which everyone really exposed last year, was their secondary. So they're either going to go with Brian Branch, who's uh, one of the best safeties in this draft, or Deontay Banks, who's a uh, really pretty solid cornerback here, uh, especially for being the third or fourth one off the board. Um, I think just giving cornerbacks a little bit more of a prioritized position, I think that's where they go. So Deontay Banks. Hmm. Stole my pick. The Seahawks. Yeah, my one of my bowl predictions. I don't know if it's even that bowl, but I think Deontay Banks goes before Joey Porter and Joey Porter falls to the later part of the first round. Um shoot, that was I really thought he was gonna go there. Um well another hmm. Hmm. Another prediction that I have, I think three tight ends are going in the first round. And I could see the Seahawks. Mm. They do love their tight ends. Since yeah, I know. It's it, yeah. So I'll go with not what, who I think, I think Washington is the better tight end pick, but I think Dalton Kincaid's higher on most boards. So I will go with Dalton Kincaid to the Seahawks. You know, more of that receiver. You know, receiver and yeah. yeah, Seattle does. They do love their tight ends. Receiving ones in particular, too, it seems like. Yep. All right. Chargers. What do we got, Frank? This is one I'm a little dumped on because I think I think this would be a natural targeting position for someone like B. John Robinson 
they're kind of in a weird spot with their receiving weapons where they've had a good one-two punch for a few years, but they've had a lot of injury issues with really both of their star receivers. I don't know if they've ever had the consistency that they want from a wide receiver three. Um, I think this is where you kind of take the chance, not a player, I'm very high on, I'll say at all, um, but give him a, you know, a great QB, solid supporting cast, um, see if he can thrive there, but I think Quinn Johnson could be a, someone they're interested in. All right, took my pick here for the Ravens there. Um, okay, so we got wide receiver edge corner. Uh, you know, we do see the Ravens often drafting defensive players and and that being the identity of their team. I think with the signing of Odell, um, they're showing Lamar at least a little bit, um, like Odell or not, that they're investing in the offense for him, um, which is why I thought if Quentin Johnson is there, they might do that. But uh, going back to the defensive side of the ball, another uh, area that the Ravens like to target, I think they go with a guy at edge here, Miles Murphy, who um, absolutely killed it at the combine. And um, they just bolster what they've got going on on the defensive side of the ball and and hope that Lamar comes back and, and that they can win their brand of football. That is such a Ravens pick. Right, don't you think? Yeah, yeah kind of like a just, just good, solid defender. Yeah. I always get some good ones. Yeah. All right, I got the the Minnesota Vikings who can go a lot of different directions here. They need uh, uh, they need help on both sides of the ball um, in in uh, in certain areas here. Um, you know, I I think if Quentin Johnson would have been there, uh, I think that would have been a good spot with for him. Um, you know, if you can name, I mean, they have KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson as their their starting receiving options right now. Um, with the the loss of Adam Thielen, who went to the uh, the Panthers, um, so I was thinking receiver here, um, but I, I think that you know you got to take a chance and you know help out the D line with you know the run heavy offenses of both the Bears and the uh, the Lions. So I think you go Kansey here um, from Pittsburgh. I think he's just overall he's probably he probably dropped a little bit, not too much in this position, but I think it's a good landing spot for him to bolster that defensive line for them. Okay. Jags kind of on the rise. They, uh, they did a lot better last year. Now they get Calvin Ridley coming back from the, from listening to too much fantasy football formula bet shows. <laughs> and, you know, he was running the parlays that we were throwing out. So can't blame him uh but i think that offense is is already going to get an uptick uh, i think they're going to switch over more keep investing in that defense um because that's ultimately what wins championships and it's very doug peterson to go defense here so i think you go best available player on the board and brian branch help out that secondary last year they invest invested in that pass rush and run stopping so they keep at it with, uh, you know, building some more playmakers and a different level of that defense. And uh, he's really a guy that can do anything. You know, people have said he could play slot corner, safety, 
So he's a good, versatile player that should, you know, help that defense out quite a bit. Hmm. All right. So right now we have the Giants on the clock. I'm going to go with my... Oh, I'm going to go with the receiver here. I think the Giants need offensive weapons. You know, we saw Daniel Jones kind of start to emerge last year. He, you know, he's a great runner. Um, he just had absolutely no weapons to work with. Um, so I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. I think he's a very versatile guy, and I think he could fit on that offense well and emerge as the a wide receiver one on that team. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Why is that interesting? No, there was I'm not, I'm not throwing, throwing shade at it. Board. What, Frankie? I'm just looking at the board. Oh, you're I'm not I, loving I, it for how the Cowboys have fallen. Uh, Cause I think it gives them a couple really solid options uh my dark horse um pick for them would would be emmanuel forbes he's a ball hawk and with the pressure they've been generating up front having someone that can really capitalize on turnovers is an intriguing proposition uh, on that defense but i think with the need at defensive interior you have two really good prospects um, with Brian Brisey and then Mozzie Smith. I think you got to have, you have to go Mozzie Smith here. I think he's going to go higher than a lot of people expect. Just sure athleticism. I think he's going to be a better pro than he was in college. All right. Buffalo Bills. Um, so I think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to end up on the bills. So I don't think they're going to go wide receiver here. Um, I could see them taking a guy like Jordan Addison, Addison, if they don't think that they're going to get D hop, um, he would be a very good compliment to Diggs and Gabe Davis there. And um, it seems pretty clear that they need a little bit more firepower to get out of the AFC. Um but I do think Dehop ends up here, so I think that they go the other side of the ball. I think they take um, Osiris Torres, Torrance out of Florida here. Um, I think when Von Miller went down last year, their pressure rate and sack rate completely dropped. Um, they went down to like one of the fifth worst pressure teams in the league. Uh, and so I think that they they get a little bit of depth here. They get a guy who uh, may not start right away, but is going to get definitely playing time. And I think um, it's a, a solid prospect and probably other than maybe Emmanuel Forbes best available uh, currently. Yep. Corey. Um, Why did you talk about Von Miller there? What do you mean? You said that they I'm confused. Did I mess I up? Know. I don't know. You you were talking about the other side, you were talking about offense, and you're like other side of the ball and Von Miller that they need more pressure. Yeah. And then you took the, the Torrance the guard. Am I am I the one who caught that? No, I totally messed that up. 
<laughs> that's what oh, I thought. I thought he just meant that, like, yeah, I thought, have yeah, that, so just mulling over which side to invest in. That's what I it, thought you were saying. No, I kind of, I, I kind of messed that up, but uh, I still am fine with the pick. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, you're good. I was just, I was trying to figure out where we we're going with that. Um, okay, perfect. I got the shitty Bengals here at 28. Um, <laughs> probably most overrated team in the NFL. Um, <laughs> I I see them right now. Do they do they pick up a tight end in in the offseason? No, Irv Smith. Irv Smith. Oh, they got Irv Smith. Yeah, yeah. Irv Smith. All right. Um, uh, well, I, yeah, I don't think they need to go tight end then since they got Irv Smith from uh the Vikings. So I think you go best available. Brian Brees here, defense interior. Um, he's good prospect. You know, they need help on the defensive line. Um, so I and I think either they go tight end here to complement Irv Smith or they go Brian Brees. And I, I think they go Brian Brees. Okay. Yeah. Don't hate that. They need someone to stop stop Nick Chubb. They haven't been able to do it for years. So this guy's not going to help. <laughs> Under the Saints, uh, here's another team that's just kind of an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, all their legit players are like 32 plus. We're talking about Honey Badger. I guess he's 30, but him, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, you know, all these defensive guys that are on their way out, out of their prime. Then offensively, you got your running back sitting in jail. I mean, where, you know, everywhere you look around, it's just terrible. You you know, probably one of the worst setup teams in the NFL right now. Um, so I think they're going to make it worse. I don't love their front office. And, uh, you know, I think the players don't like it either. You see Michael Thomas and uh, all their players, you know, faking injuries to sit Nick, out. You know, this is a mock draft. <laughs> I, I know, but we got to talk about the situational picks. Like, I don't even know. know where you're going. You're just like, what are you talking I'm about? Telling you, I'm telling you the situation of their roster right now. Yeah, what are their really old. Needs? You got one guy in jail. Like, that's the summary, okay? They so, need, so I they think need what they're going to do. Player. Yeah, they, they need a lot of players. They need a specialist. So, yep. <laughs> I think they got a pretty <laughs> solid offensive line. I'll give them that. Um, so I don't think they go. Nick, tackles. quickly, quickly, before you say the pick, who's winning the <laughs> NFC South? Uh, I don't know. We'll see where the draft falls. We'll we'll save that one for another day. Probably okay. the Falcons, though. Okay. Just make uh, sure. We got or or Baker Mayfield. Okay. Glad that, <laughs> glad that we got that one on record, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of sarcasm. I'll teach you about it someday. Um, so I think here they're going to go, uh, replace Alvin Kamara and, uh, they're going to go Zach Charbonnet because, you know, they're going to, they're going to overdraft someone. So they're going with, uh, you know, all around back here can kind of do it all Swiss army knife type of guy. You know, they've really had to rely on Taysom Hill for any offensive yards last year. I mean, they'd be lucky to get a touchdown per game. So they need someone to replace him because he's also 45 years old. Maybe you could have you could have stood up and, and walked away. You didn't have to listen. To oh that. no, I I'm not like you where I just can't handle it. Like I know Nick. What, what, he can face the what truth. Was, what was said earlier was the truth. <laughs> this is just nonsense. So I knew I could sit through it. Like there's basically there's zero chance we draft draft Zach Charbonnet. So it's like I don't care what. And there and there's say. zero subjectiveness to all of your good players being over 32 years old and well out of their prime. So oh, there's yeah, really no are. argument there. Agreed. 
and and also one player in jail. So nothing Agreed. I said was and really. We're still winning the division. That was the know, point. false. Yeah, <laughs> so apparently we're in the, one of the worst situations that we're winning the division. Hammer the anyway. under on that season total. Nine and a half. What's the Browns? Nine, nine and a half. Okay. On to the next. We have the Eagles again. I've picked for the Seahawks Dude, twice. Don't botch it. No, I don't. I, I'm Again, I'm doing what I think happens. I'm not like Nick just trying to say things for reactions, which is. You got to replace Kamara and Taysom um, Hill. Like, so, how else are you going to move the ball? Uh, so I think the Eagles here, this was a guy that went in our last mock draft to the Steelers much, much higher. And I still think he's a great prospect. It's how the Eagles like to draft. They like to build in the trenches. And I think Broderick, well, there's a guy that I think has fallen really far. And I think the Eagles could take here. And that's Emmanuel Forbes, who I think could also go ahead of Joey Porter. Um, But it's it's really close between Emmanuel Forbes and Broderick Jones, but I'll go with Broderick Jones here. And do that's just what the Eagles typically like to do here. I think they would have the biggest offensive line ever. I'd be mad. What Frankie? Yeah, I mean, you could basically flip those. You said you wouldn't be mad. I mean, you just, you, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be mad. And if we drafted Bijan Robinson at 30, I'd be like, sweet. Broderick Jones, potentially the best tackle. I don't think, like, I think he has to clean up a lot of technique. So I think there's a little bit more kind of guesswork in going how he's going to pan out. But I mean, he's a, a bruiser. That's the whole line. I think what I've heard is it, yeah, he dips his head a lot, and he can lunge, so like the technique element. But the Eagles have best O-line business, best O-line coach. Just send him to Stoutland University. He's going to learn to block. He's going to learn to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm like the Saints. Yeah, um, see, this is what I'm talking about. There's so many guys that have fallen. Like, like Nick's Zach Charbonnet pick is just, like, it's comical. Like, we know he's not a first-round draft pick. Like, it, it's comical. Who, how how else did the Raiders pick. move Nick, the ball Nick, last Nick, year? Nick, Nick, yeah. Nick. You made a stupid pick, and now, you're, now your name will be next <laughs> to that pick for when, when it's completely wrong and Zach Charbonnet goes in, like, the third round. You guys are going to need some offense. I'll say that. Yeah, so we wouldn't take, like, Jordan Addison – or someone like that that's no. on the board? Okay. No. Gotcha. Go ahead, Corey. It's not me. It's Francis. Francis. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, PB. Um, yeah, this is a, a weird spot for him because I'm looking at the wide receivers. Don't really see Jordan Addison going um, to the Chiefs. I don't love the fit. I would have liked Flowers. I think that's probably a little bit more natural of a fit. Or if Quinn Johnson is still here, I think maybe they take that uh, that flyer. So then I'm thinking Washington. I mean, Veach is one of the top GMs. I feel like he's made a lot of ahead of ahead of the curve moves. He's gonna go someone sort of traitsy that they can develop. You know, I'm going to dark horse pick here, I think, uh, Adeboire. I think he has a good shot of going in the first round, just absolutely freak combine performance. Lock it in. The pick was Darnell right because three tight ends are going, and they got to find their Kelsey replacement. 
Hmm. I like it. Pretty I mean, I, honestly, 29, I probably would have gone with the kicker, but you know, a third round <laughs> running back works just fine. I don't know. I mean, Moody around. was still on the board. And at four, and, 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 and that's the, the show, guys. That's, that's a really good show we did today. <laughs> we did a lot of good things. I appreciate it. Um, that was our mock draft, two, mock draft 2.0. Uh, next final episode before the draft will be our draft bets episode where we can take all the overs on Zach Charbonnet's draft position <laughs> and uh, we cleaned all the up unders last year. on Anthony Richardson's. It was a good um, show. All right. That'll wrap up this episode, and we'll be posting our final screenshot of the mock draft results onto our Instagram, so follow us there. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time.